Welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics Podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all those things that culture doesn't want to talk about. That'll scare you. And the left, they are scared today, this week, last week, <laughs> because of the new Speaker of the House, Mike, for our side. Mike Johnson. Mike I Johnson. Know, that's awesome. We, hey, Nathan, we had uh, David Barton in uh, last week, and uh, you, By the way, you weren't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> It's all your fault. David Barton is a an amazing American historian. If you don't know who he is, he wrote a book, uh, a recent one called The American Story, goes through the foundations of our nation. He basically uh, has been a uh, an amazing uh, factual counter-voice to the CRT movement, the, the 1619 Project. And he goes back and he looks at really our founders' writings in depth. Yep. And he 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 points out that while they were flawed, flawed men, they did have a biblical worldview, and they wanted America to be rooted in biblical values. And and what we see today, we see there's this huge push from the left, from the Democrats, from a demonic uh, just assault on traditional values that's trying to remove our biblical foundations. And people will point to David Barton and they'll say, "Oh, he's a, he's you know a whack job. He he wants there to be a theocracy. He wants." Uh, yeah, I'm even reading an NBC article that that relates to Mike Johnson because Mike Johnson has quoted David as being a big time influence in his life. And that's why we're bringing Which makes David up. Mike Johnson, all the smarter in my eyes. Yes. I, I mean, I love this guy. And I, I think that, uh, you know, when you look at what David Barton is doing, he can pull out the original document. Yeah, he has, right. Them. He, he has, literally owns he, them. He is, he is the, uh, what, he, he's, he's a, a sec- foremost owner, or yeah, I think he's a private. He's either the first or second private uh, foremost owner of American historical artifacts and documents. I think only the Smith Smithsonian has more or something. So, that so yeah. he says something, and people say, "Oh, that's not true." And he pulls out the document and <laughs> reads from it. It and is, it is, it is awesome. You can't, and you can't dispute that. Even though the left wants to dispute that, and they say, "Oh, like even if." So there's an NBC article that talks about Mike Johnson that came out uh, October 26th uh, from NBC. And it says this, it says, uh, meet the evangelical activist who's had a profound influence on Speaker Mike Johnson. And it says then in uh, sub subtext, it says, David Barton has spent decades working to overturn church and state separation. He celebrated Johnson's election as running as a turning point for the Christian right. And so it goes into this article, and first of, all, first of all, David Barton does not want to overturn separation of church and state. He wants to go back to the original intent, what the founders thought about separation of church and state, where it was the church should be the conscience of the state and close to the state, but the state should not be allowed to come into the church. That's exactly It was right. a one-way street, and yeah. the founders wrote about that. You, you have to be a kind of a, uh, a modern-day uh a uh, denier, a history denier, if you want to try to change that, because even the founders, and you can go through quotes and quotes and quotes from George Washington to Benjamin Franklin to Thomas Jefferson to Benjamin Rush to Daniel Webster to Noah Webster to all of these people who have, who, who laid the foundations of this great nation. And they said time and time again that it has to be a religiously focused and based nation on Judeo Christian principles, not That's on. Right. Muslim yeah. principles or atheist principles or That's right. Satanist principles, but on Judeo-Christian principles. And so it's been, it's been fun to see the left just get to try to go after Mike Johnson. But here's what's cool about Mike is he's such a nice guy and we met him a few months ago. Well, I was going to say, wasn't he one of the, of the guys that got down in the well 
and and was praying whenever McCarthy was coming up to the fifteenth boat. Yeah, and and they yeah. said that he was those, one of them. those guys got together. Yeah. They got down on their knees. Yep. They prayed, and then they got and then they got McCarthy. Yeah, and and this guy is just struck me as such a servant, man. Yeah, he was not this. Oh, look at me. I mean, imagine that you kind of go from you know not really holding super high offices within the Congress, and you get picked to be the you know, you're the third person who could be the president of the yeah, United States. that's right. And uh, one of the things I love about this guy is that he is not owned by K Street. That was one of the things. This guy got the unanimous voice of, uh, vote of uh, of the uh, of the Republicans, and there was a meme that was out that morning, and it and it was like, who can get who can get to two seventeen? Only Jesus could get to two seventeen. <laughs> but a guy who really loves Jesus got the entirety. Yeah. of the Republican vote. And I think it's pretty awesome, to be honest with you, that there's a fight in the Republican Party. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody was going after Gates and mocking him and, and whatnot, but Gates may have really done something great. Yeah. He, he held somebody to an account who was owned by K Street and all the lobbyists, and and now we have a guy that they're afraid of this guy because he's like Daniel. He's not owned by anybody. Yeah, that's right. So I wanted to uh, pull something up here. I'm going to see if I can get it to uh, to play. Um, but this is uh, Matt Gates. He's talking about how the vote went down. And um, and this is really interesting. If you, uh, you are kind of tired of the squishiness and the shadiness of uh, how everything was happening in Congress, um, just know that there is some serious uh, drama, sixth grade uh, girl drama happening within the Congress to get leadership. And so Gates lays it out really, really well. And uh, I'm going to see if I can pull it up here. Um, Let me see this here. Okay. If we don't get back to some fiscal discipline in this country. Yeah. We are in big, big trouble, time trouble, and we need somebody who can be trusted, or 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 we're in we're in bad shape. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, all right. So here's Matt Gates. So as Emmer is withdrawing, Mark Molinaro, a moderate New York freshman Republican, stands up at the microphone and says, "Well, instead of restarting this process and having a candidate forum and sending everybody home." Okay, I want to I want to lay that out real quick because he's talking about what was happening in conference. This is closed doors. This is uh, uh, Emmer had just gotten shot down. Emmer is a really moderate Republican. Oh, yeah, right. He's terrible, right? Yeah. So then you have another moderate that's getting up in the caucus, and he's basically uh, they're talking about what are we going to do? We're going to go home? Are we going to vote right here in the conference to to come out united? And so they're trying to get their strategy together. So that's what Gates is laying out for a good cry. Let's just take a non-binding poll on where people would be on the person who came in second to Tom Emmer, and that was Mike Johnson. And Elise Stefanik said, well, that's against the rules. The, the rules don't contemplate it. We can't do that. And brilliantly, Mark Molinaro says, then I move for unanimous consent that the rules be waived and we take a poll on whether or not Mike Johnson uh, could be our speaker nominee. And guess who objects to that unanimous consent request? Kevin McCarthy. Who was that? Kevin McCarthy stands up <laughs> oh, and come erupts on. and says, I object. 
to doing a roll call on Mike Johnson. And Mike Johnson was exasperated. All the times Johnson had voted for McCarthy, had carried his water, maybe even voted for some bills he didn't like because he, w- he was working toward the Republican conference's stated objectives under McCarthy. And, and here was the thing. It showed everyone that it was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Scalise. It was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Jim Jordan. It was McCarthy working to knife everyone, and he hadn't yet figured out a way to knife Mike Johnson. And so he was worried that there was going to be this great unifying moment, and he scuttled the unifying moment. So because of McCarthy's objection, we had to have this three-hour delay. And, you know, candidates announce again, have another form. And guess what happens during that delay, Steve? Patrick McHenry runs to the House floor, opens it up out of recess, and then adjourns till noon today. Now, why did he do that? Because they were setting up a play to block Mike Johnson with write-in votes in the intra-conference process for Kevin McCarthy. They were promising people hearings on their favorite legislation, passage of bills. I heard people promised, oh, maybe you'll get a a chairmanship. And, And the play was for McCarthy to return as speaker and then Jim Jordan to be the deputy speaker in some sort of like Dwight Schrute assistant to the regional manager posture. And that would have been debasing to Jordan, someone I like a great deal, and it would have been empowering to McCarthy. So Garrett Graves and all these people are working to try to effectuate this return of McCarthy, and they're telling us there are going to be 100 votes for McCarthy on the write-in. You know how many there were? 33 on the first write-in. So they flame out terribly. Mike Johnson's gaining momentum. Ultimately, uh, McCarthy gets 43 to vote for him on a secret ballot, but Mike Johnson gets a majority, and then he says, you know what I want? I want a roll call vote. So that those 43 would have to announce themselves as, as being for a candidate who wasn't even running instead of a unifying force like Mike Johnson. And when we called for the roll call, do you know how many people voted for Kevin McCarthy? Zero. Wow! Isn't that amazing? So <laughs> this this is what te- this Whoa. is this is what that says to me. It says that you have these cowards. You have these cowards in the Republican conference who will not put their name to somebody that they truly believe in, or they won't object to somebody that they truly object to. I don't care if you had a problem with Mike Johnson. Just be strong enough and bold enough to come out in public and say it. And they wouldn't do it. Stand up and be they, counted. They wouldn't do it. And it was stand up and be counted. And then they said, oh, crap. Uh, I don't know if I want to be counted. I, I'm, I'm more than happy to knife you behind your back. But oh, oh, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? But you know what? God works in stuff like this. Yeah. And I, what I was so thrilled at is, man, this guy comes out, says, we're not going to celebrate everything that's going on. we got too much going on. We need to get in there and, and pass a bill to take care of Israel. We're, we're, we're not going to take this moment for self-aggrandizement. Let's, let's get in there and start doing the work. He's yep. fiscally like, okay, if we take the money one place, we have to take it from somewhere else. Yep. And uh, I, I, I think that we might have a Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel-type guy here who they, everybody says this about him. He says he loves God, yep. and he loves the Word of God, and he loves the Constitution. He's a constitutional lawyer, 51 years old, and I just kind of think God raises up people 
out of nowhere, he confounds the wisdom of the wise. So it doesn't surprise me at all that McCarthy gets, you know, turned around and, you know, because he's in bed with everybody. He yeah. Owes, yeah. He, th- this position is largely about uh, raising money. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Karl Rove came out immediately to blast Mike Johnson and to say he doesn't have the apparatus to raise money. He'll never be able to do this job. Give me a guy who can't do the job. Yeah. I'll take that rather than have him. You know, one of the key things that that uh, was laid out in the Old Testament is these people were not to take bribes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when you take bribes, it disqualifies you. You are compromised. Yeah. McCarthy was compromised all over the place. Gates went from looking like the biggest idiot in the world. It was risky. Right? It was, it was risky. It was real risky. But he looks like a genius now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I said that all along, you know, if the Republicans couldn't get get this figured out, it was going to be a, uh, this was going to be a big time blow to the Republicans moving forward. It was risky. It wasn't worth the risk. I mean, looking at it now, I would say, yeah. I mean, Mike Johnson, we got to meet him back in April at the Faith Winds Pastors Summit. There were about 60, 70 pastors that got together down in, yeah. down in D.C. We had a tour of the Capitol by Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina who's running yeah. for president, Mike Johnson, and David Barton. And, 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 and Bob McEwen. Oh, and Bob McEwen, too. I mean, I mean and, and Tim Connolly. And to, yeah, and Tim Connolly too. Yeah, uh, I mean it was or Chad, like, Chad Connolly. Chad Connolly. Chad Connolly. Chad yeah, Connolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were we were decked out, man. I mean it was it was the I mean most epic moment of I've I've toured the Capitol many times, but having those guys walk oh, us through the Capitol. And I'll tell you, uh, in case this is you've not heard about that trip that we took, we were we were in the rotunda, which oh, yeah. is enormous. Yeah, that's cool. It's so enormous. Yeah. And uh, and they say that you could put the entire Statue of Liberty in the rotunda and still have like thirty five feet on yeah. top of that. Yeah, it's beautiful. And and, and we were just overcome because one of those guys, I think it was David Barton, he turns around and he says, "Look at all these statues that are in here." Yeah, the one fourth of these men yeah. were all ministers of the gospel. Yeah, and he called ministers to step up and do their job because the revolution was started in the pulpits. And don't shy away from that. And we all started to sing How Great Thou Art. Yeah. And it was cool. Oh, I mean, man. to hear 45, 50 voices echoing like that. It was and, beautiful. And and then people caught us singing Amazing Grace. After that, we made it on Fox News. Yeah, and Fox News ran it. It said, like, you know, <laughs> a bunch of pastors gathered in Rotunda and were singing Amazing Grace. Which you're and- not supposed to do, apparently, because it's, um, it's, it's considered some kind of... Uh, uh, like you're demonstrating or something. Oh, like, like that. a protest? Yeah, it's like you're not supposed to do that. Because they yeah. shut down uh, just a couple of weeks later. The the uh, security in the rotunda shut down all those kids singing the national anthem. Oh, you got to be kidding no. me. That happened right after you we, right after we did me. that. They, they looked at it as some kind of protest. That's so dumb. That's a stupid. I mean, that's just so stupid. The, uh, the, the cool thing was when you get a tour of the Capitol with a member of Congress, they can basically take you anywhere they want. They own, they own that building. So with Mike and Tim there, they were, they were just, you know, saying, Hey, let's go here and let's go there. They, they took us right into the, the chamber, which is not, you're not technically allowed to go into the chamber if you're on a tour. And we were sitting in the, in the chamber. Yes, we the, sat on the, on the, on the, on right, the right, right side, side of the yes, aisle. We did, right? Yeah. Yep. Did you know, well, I mean, Ecclesiastes 10 too, uh, the, the heart of the wise inclines to the right, but the wicked to the left. So we were like, well, we got to go to the right. So, but the cool thing about, about Mike was, I mean, he was so, uh, just, he was 
overflowing with, you could tell, the wisdom and the word of God. Like, he was pointing to God's word time and time again. And Tim Scott was the same way. I mean, oh, yeah. boy, both those guys know the scriptures. And they could quote, Tim was quoting Bible verses, chapter and verse, like more than probably most pastors in the room could have done. Oh, I mean, I it was amazing. Yeah, it was it was really great. The The other thing that I really enjoyed about that was hearing Rince Brebus, yeah. um, who writes, writes is that writes, his yeah. name? He, he said, uh, he, he said that people have told him, you better stand up um, for God here in Washington, D.C. And, and they're pastors. And he got ticked off at that. And he turned around, put his finger in that pastor's face and said, and, in his, and poked his chest and said, don't tell me to do something you're not willing to do yeah. in your own in your own congregation. Oh, that's good. Right? Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, and, right. Yeah. And then the other thing was getting to hear um, Hogan Gidley. Oh yeah, and yeah. I, I, he's on Newsmax all the time. Yeah. But man, the former did, deputy press secretary. Boy, I under enjoyed. Trump. Yeah, he's good. I, I enjoyed him. I I imagine that if Trump gets back in power, he'll yeah. he'll bring him back in yeah. because that guy loves the Lord and and you know and his stories about Trump behind the scenes, where where he's telling you about what that what it was like to actually serve with him. Uh, yeah. Very different than what you hear in the middle. Oh, hundred percent in, in the yeah. media. Yeah, you know, and this is. I think it'll be interesting to see how the Lord continues to move. I, I know God is working in powerful ways. That's why we got Mike Johnson, you know, as Speaker of the House. But I, you know, I look at Trump, and and the, it's still to this day, it, it just dumbfounds me on how many Christians can say that that man is disqualified from being used by God. Like that. Mm-hmm. That is. I, I there was a there's a couple I know in the community here that are just. You know, they claim to be Christians. They love the Lord. You know, if you were to ask them, they'd say they love the Lord. But they are so against just Donald Trump. And I get it. He's he's a flawed man. He's a, he's not a perfect man in, in any way, shape, or form. But their whole their whole mo is he's disqualified from being used by the Lord. He can't be used by the Lord. Well, then you have to disqualify Nebuchadnezzar, Cyrus. Yep. You have to Darius. Yeah, you got to disqualify Alexander the Great. Yeah, like go down through the list. Yeah, uh, look, nobody's saying Trump is perfect. Yeah, by any means. Yeah. But is he perhaps the instrument that God has used? I think he is. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. And and yet at the same time, I got to be honest because as I look at what's going on in Israel, we know that you know we believe that the return of the Lord is is soon and very soon. There are some things in Israel that has to happen. Yeah. You know, prophetically and biblically and and I I wonder sometimes, you know, God is moving above all things. He's moving above, you know, stolen elections, he's moving above poor leaders, he's moving above all of that to do what he has in mind. And for us who are on the earth, we always, you know, we we may want certain things to happen in certain orders, but there's, you know, we'll just kind of wrap up here. There's a a prayer that I pray quite often, Lord, help me to ask for what I would ask for if I knew what you know. That's good. Right? Because there are times where God is even doing something we would not like him to do, but he has a better way, a better plan. And when we get to heaven, we'll go, oh, <laughs> right? Like that that made so much sense, God. You were you were right not to answer my prayer the way I wanted it to do, uh, you you to do it. And um, and I think that's good for all of us just as Christians. We ought to just keep praying that. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what would I pray for 
If I knew, yeah, it's good. No, well, I think it it reminds me. I'm reading a book right now um, that it's called His House, His Presence, um, yeah. and and it's all about how God has always um, created us from the beginning of time to dwell with Him and He with us in His sanctuary. He wants to be in us and us in Him, and it, the whole point is about ministering first and foremost to Him, right? Yep. And that that's a, I think that's a concept we get uh, where we forget about very easily, just as as believers sometimes we think our job is to go minister to the people around us or to minister to our nation or to minister to our community or to our world or whatever it is but first and foremost god is saying minister to me mm-hmm. you are the priest that i've raised up to minister first and for be in my sanctuary mm-hmm. give me the praises first mm-hmm. and then out of all of that comes this flowing awesome power that you can affect change in the world mm-hmm. in a positive in a godly way and i think you know if you're listening to this and you're like what can we do how can I make change? Well, first and foremost, minister to God. Get in his presence. Sing his praises. Put him on the throne. Focus on him first. And then see what happens. And then he begins to give you the eyes to see what he yep. sees. Yep. Right? And that's and I think that's the how-to because that prayer is, so, is, is the perfect prayer to pray. Lord, help me to see things the way you see it. Mm-hmm. And give me the prayers to pray the way that you would want me to pray for those things. Mm-hmm. And and you're only going to get that those eyes if you minister first and foremost. How many him. people go to church and they go, I'm not getting anything? <laughs> uh, well, can I tell you, it's about more than you getting something? Yeah. Why didn't you come to give to oh, the Lord, good. right? You, you know, why do we start in, in praise and worship? Why yeah. are we preparing our heart to even receive the word of God, right? Yeah. All of that's working ourselves up to the point where we're going, hey, God, we're in the right posture yeah. now to hear what you have to say because... Your words are the words of life, you know? So I think you change Sunday morning just by coming in and going, my job is to minister to the Lord. Yeah, that's good. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, and that is all a you giving to God. And if you look at the tabernacle, the first thing were the outer courts. People came in with praises of thanksgiving in the outer courts. Before you receive from God anything, it was first our job to give him the praises and to put him on the rightful place. Yeah. And so, well, you got to recommend a book. I want to recommend yeah, one book sure. to our listeners. Uh, you you got to read Chris Hodges book, pray first. Okay. Chris Hodges book, pray first, get super it. small. No, no, this was a bigger, Oh, one. the bigger one. This no, this is, isn't the pamphlet. No. Yeah. This is a bigger one. It has a lot of those things that are, in oh, the okay, prayer gotcha, guide, gotcha. but it has a lot. I more. like the pamphlet. Better. Well, let me tell you something. That's because you didn't read the book. <laughs> If you read the book, yeah, the pamphlet was you. really fast. I read it in like an hour. Well, I understand. So, yeah. I understand. You can get those on Saturday morning if you want to come pray at our various campuses. We love you guys. God bless you. Yeah. Thanks for listening and celebrate what God is doing. Give him praise and Thanksgiving. And Mike Johnson, I mean, that's cool. I'm thanking God. Yeah. Hopefully we got a Daniel. That's right. Yep. So, all right. Well, hey, you guys go out, uh, check out our website, lifechurchin.com. Tell your friends about this podcast. Make a liberal, Matt. And make a... <laughs> this has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And we talk about all those things that scare you. That you might not want to talk about, <laughs> but we handle it here. See you next time. <laughs>